Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Whatever you fight, you strengthen. What you resist, persists. Eckhart Tolle. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk episode. For today's episode, I'm actually drinking a vanilla latte. I am drinking a coffee live with you guys. This is one of the rare occurrences in the most recent episodes, but I'm actually currently in Banff and we just got to our hotel. I ordered myself a latte to my room, almond milk with vanilla. It's quite it's glorious. I wish you guys could witness it right now. And sat down specifically to drink it and just basically have a life chat with you guys because there's been so much soul searching going on in the mountains and just in general right now that I can't wait to just find different avenues, including this podcast episode, to just leak forward, I guess, all of the things that I'm kind of discovering and learning. And so this episode's going to be one of those things. And it's all about resistance and Basically, everything that we resist persists. And the quote that I actually just started this episode with is one that I read just two days ago while I was camping in the mountains with Bentley and I was reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I saw that quote and bunny eared the page because it stuck with me so hard. I feel like all the way up to this BC trip, my last few weeks in Toronto, I just felt like I was constantly hitting a roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And then even still, once I was on this trip, even though I've been on a very spiritual awakening journey, there was one solid day where I was trying to get catcher up for pre-order and I just, everything was just going wrong. And the more I tried to like push things and the more I tried to resist what was happening and try and make what I thought should be happening, the more roadblocks kept on strengthening in front of me. And this has just been a constant theme in my life. I wrote down in my notes, I'm not sure if you guys know this, I've talked about it a little bit here and there, but I keep notes in my phone, like you know the note app on iPhones and on your MacBooks? I keep those notes like year round. Like I have a note for everything. I have groceries of the week. I have affirmations. I have books that I want to read in 2018. I have my life bucket list. I have everything in my notes, right? And even all the way back to January, I have my notes for the month of January. And when I was dipping into the new year of 2018, I knew this year was going to be like a huge transformational year, I guess. But one of the things that I wrote in my overall like notes for the month was no force, only flow. And it's been a theme of 2018 where I find myself kind of falling in and out of flowing with life and forcing life. And every time I force I'm in a way resisting because with forcing, it means that I am so against what's presently happening that I'm trying to make something else happen with so much force that I'm getting hit back with resistance. And so that has been a theme of life that hasn't just been recent. It's been kind of like a year round thing and I feel like I've weaved in and out of it. One of the biggest things that I try and stick to, or I guess, if you will, my biggest sacred power, I'm always, I'm always quoting books, I apologize, but I don't know, I feel like I've learned most of my life knowledge from books. And so another big book that I love is Sacred Powers by David G. And 
when I found out what my sacred powers were, the very first one that topped the list was trust. And so every time I kind of find myself in a weird space in life, I try and bring it back to just the one word of trust, trusting that everything that is happening is happening for a reason. It's happening for me. And that I just need to let go of trying to control everything and let go of resisting everything and just let life happen. I think that once we learn to accept that, we can learn to flow back into life instead of force our way through life and just feel more in tune with everything going on around us, whether it is even, you know, all that great or not. It could just be as simple as drinking your morning latte, but you feel more connected to it than ever before. And I think that that comes from acceptance of life and trusting of life. And basically when we learn to stop resisting. So how exactly do we do that? How do we get to a point in our lives where we're no longer resisting and we're actually flowing with life? Well, here is the breakdown that I have for you guys. Considering I break down everything into chunks, today we're going to do it in six big chunks. And I'll start with number one, which is dropping all attachments to outcomes or expectations. Something I'm not very good at. I think it's okay to have a plan. And it's something that I myself just genuinely love doing. Like I'm a planner. I like to have a bit of an advanced knowing as to where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing or what I need to expect so that I'm prepared. I like to be prepared for, you know, situations at hand. I like to know what I'm about to get myself into and I like to kind of get into the right mindset to go into things. And so having a plan is something that always makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really structured. And when there are pockets of life where I'm like, okay, what do I need to be doing right now? Having a plan has really helped me out. I think where I fall out of balance with this, and this might be something that all of us can agree on, is when we almost plan so much that whenever things don't go according to plan, it feels like resistance. We don't want it. We think it shouldn't be happening. We think things should be going to the way that we had expected things to go. And thus it pulls us out of the flow of the universe and it puts us into a resistance mindset. We need to let go of our need to control everything. We need to accept that there's just things that we're never gonna have control over. We can plan all we want. We can try our best to have an idea of what our days are going to look like, what our weeks are going to look like, or what our whole life is going to look like. But ultimately, it's just that. It's an idea. It's not actually here. So when the future actually does become the present, we need to learn to accept it for what it is and work with it while still trying to do the best we can with it to prepare for a better future. Looking at life this way makes us a little less uptight and a little bit more open to the universe guiding us rather than us feeling like we need to constantly be forcing through our lives. And so it puts us into a bit more of a peaceful mindset. And it doesn't mean that we can't plan. It just means that once you make your plan, let it go, put it out there to the universe that that's how you want things to go, and then accept whatever actually comes your way and do your best with whatever it is so that there is no resistance. There's only constant movement forward and constant bettering ourselves for whatever we're faced with. When we no longer have an attachment to an outcome or an expectation, we're no longer controlled by the energies that we feel or the letdown that we might have. We just see pockets of opportunity or lessons to be learned in everything that kind of comes at us in life. Making it easier for our minds to open up rather than close down and feel the pressure and the weight of life, which leads me in to my second point when it comes to resistance, and that is war is a state of mind. 
This is something I also pulled from the book A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle that I'm reading right now. And it's something that is so, so, so deeply resonating with me. It is messing me up in so many ways. I feel like we can be our own best friends or our own worst enemies. War truly is a state of mind. It is something that we can either be at peace with ourselves or we can be at war with ourselves. And when we are in a war-like state of mind, when we're on edge, when we are on, you know, defense and fight mode in our brains, it's really hard for us to stay open and to stay flowing with everything going on around us. When we stop treating our lives, ourselves, and our circumstances as our enemy, and instead we look at them as, you know, an obstacle to overcome or a journey we're kind of going through or something that has been placed in our lives for a reason to help us grow more as human beings, then we see everything as a message or a chance to grow or a chance or an opportunity to better ourselves rather than a setback or something we're resisting or something that we just don't want in our lives, thus giving it more power. Have you ever noticed that with war, whenever anybody goes at anything with a defense mechanism with you are wrong and I am right, or this is wrong and this is what would have been right, it only strengthens, you know, the enemy. It only strengthens the opposite effect. It only strengthens the things that we are resisting and the things that we don't want, aka persistence with our resistance, right? Instead, if we look at all situations in our life and ask, okay, what is this trying to tell me? Or what can this moment teach me? Or how can I be at peace with myself? How can I befriend this problem or this situation in my life rather than making it an enemy? And how can I make it work for me or with me rather than against me? That takes us out of the war-like state of mind and puts us back into a flow-like state of mind, making it so much easier to stop resisting our lives and to start enjoying and learning from our lives. Which leads me to my third point, which is where is the fear? I think that anytime we're resisting our lives, it usually stems from the fact that we're afraid of something. We're afraid of maybe, you know, not being good enough. Maybe we're afraid of ourselves. Maybe we're afraid of life. Maybe we're afraid of the unknown, but no matter what, even if it's something as simple as resisting the weather outside, resisting that there's traffic on our way to work and we're going to be late, resisting that someone maybe hurt us, whatever the situation is at hand that we're resisting in our lives, it usually stems from a very deep-rooted fear, something we're afraid of, something that we might not even realize we're afraid of. So to give you guys an example, let's let's use the being late for work. You're resisting the fact that you're late for work because there's traffic. Okay, so then you ask yourself, okay, why am I so upset that I'm late for work? Well, because I want to be a hard worker. I want to, you know, crush it at life. Okay, well, why do I not feel like I'm crushing it at life? Well, because I'm late for work. Okay, well, why is being late for work such a big deal that I feel like it's literally affecting how I think I am as a hard worker? Because I'm afraid I'm not good enough. Wow, okay, so this deep-rooted fear of not feeling good enough is what is making me resist the fact that there's a little bit of traffic and I'm going to be an extra 30 minutes late to work today. It is crazy, but it is so true how deep-rooted these fears can be and how much that something as simple as not feeling good enough can make us get so grumpy and so upset and so resisting of what's going on as simple as there being traffic causing us to be a little late for work. We end up putting so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, just be better, do better, or have a better life, have a better this, and we end up putting so much pressure and so much fear on ourselves that we attract what we don't want because we're almost waiting for it to happen. We're almost waiting for ourselves to mess up, to prove to ourselves that we're not good enough, to prove that fear, to feed that fear. Instead, we need to starve those fears and play the why game. When you face your fear, 
you starve it. So ask yourself why. Why am I resisting this? Why is that allowing me to resist this? Why is that allowing me to allow myself to resist even more? Like break down your why until you get to a huge pillar of fear and then face it front on. Ask yourself, okay, but am I good enough? Like realistically, could I be doing more? If the answer is yes, then just drop the drama and do more. If the answer is, you know what? No, like I actually do think I work really hard and I'm trying to balance my life and I'm doing the best that I can, then you can stop being afraid of it. You can stop letting that little voice inside your head mock you for not being good enough. And instead you can say, you know what? I'm going to be 30 minutes late to work today, but it's not a big deal because I know I work really hard and this is outside of my control. So I'm going to stop resisting and instead I'm going to use this extra time stuck in traffic to think about you know, I don't know, the power of life or anything, the healthy dinner I'm going to make. If you can get to the root of your fear, you're going to be so shocked by how almost irrational or like not even close to the truth these fears are, but they're so deeply rooted and webbed inside of us that sometimes they've been there so long that we've lost sight of them or we don't even realize how much they control our lives or control our perspectives every single day, making us feel miserable, making us feel stressed and strung out instead of just being happy and flowing with life and accepting everything that comes our way. So play the why game next time you notice yourself resisting life. Next time you feel yourself getting grumpy or just letting things affect you too much, ask yourself why. Then ask yourself why to that why, and then why to that why to that why, and break it all the way down to the big fear that's kind of stopping you from living your life and enjoying your life, and instead is creating resistance in your life that's only asking for more roadblocks and for more proof of the thing that you least want to attract or the thing that you're most afraid of. So now that we've made it through halfway through my points, I'm gonna go and dip off to finish off the rest of this latte and bring it on back with the last three pillars on how to stop resisting and start getting back into that good old flow. Today's Coffee Talk podcast episode was brought to you guys by Pevolve, which is one of the coolest things that I've been able to use as of recently. So Pevolve is pretty much this streaming service that offers a large library of videos, including structured workout plans and new videos uploaded every single week. So you guys can stream to sculpt, tone, and define anytime, anywhere, and from any device, which like I mentioned, has been amazing especially now that I'm traveling. So there's two parts to P-Volve. There's the P-Ball and then there's the workouts themselves. I got to use the P-Ball myself before I left. Unfortunately, it did not fit in my suitcase, but the amazing thing about P-Volve is that they upload videos and workouts every single week that you don't need equipment for. So you don't even need the P-Ball to get involved in this. And it's honestly so helpful. I've been getting more into strength training lately. Like it's my goal to have abs by the end of summer. And so using these workouts I'm sculpting and, you know, doing workouts that I just don't know how to do on my own. So it's adding a lot more to my register rather than just doing my usual yoga and running. So the workouts, aka the revolutionary prehab method, it's going to elongate and create lean muscles. It's going to eliminate bulk, creating a sculpted and defined body. It's low impact anti-pulse training, and it focuses on stretching and opening up the hips. There's hundreds of different moves that activate hard to reach muscles. Plus with using things like the P-ball and the P-band, you're going to get insane results. 
results. This is equipment that targets your core, glutes, and your thighs. It's a revolutionary exercise ball that's unlike the average workout ball. Its elastic band keeps the ball just like high up and between your thighs. It feels a little weird at first, to be honest, but it activates really hard to reach muscles in your core, glutes, and thighs so that you're going to get way more tone and definition. There's exclusive workouts that are created for the P-Ball, but like I mentioned, there's also workouts that you don't need any equipment for, so it works for pretty much everyone. And from there, there's also programs that you can sign up for. For instance, there's the 30-day challenge, the six-day total body challenge, and the three-day burn. So I did the three-day burn before leaving because obviously I was going on a trip and I wasn't going to have room to bring the P-Ball with me, but it was basically just an advanced full body workout. Like if I did those workouts every single day, I swear, I could have abs by like two weeks from now instead of the end of summer. And using the ball itself was actually so much fun. But I'm thinking when I get back from this trip, I want to do a 30-day challenge and just see how hardcore I can really go. So if you guys want to purchase a P-Ball and receive two months of free streaming, which is a nearly $60 savings, then just head over to pvolve.com slash talk. That's p-v-o-l-v-e dot c-o-m slash t-a-l-k and you just enter the promo code talk at checkout which again is going to give you that two months of free streaming with the purchase of the ball so that's pvolve.com slash talk with the promo code talk Today's podcast episode is also brought to you guys by a rocket ship, which is basically a podcast described as essential listening for entrepreneurs, project managers, and or anyone working in tech today. So rocketship.fm is currently launching its fifth season. They spent the last three months recording with and profiling three entrepreneurs. The podcast is going to take you behind the scenes, giving the opportunity to listen in on real product conversations, attend a company offsite in Panama and follow along as we track their progress. You'll get the real story behind how products are built and follow along each week as they work towards a two-month goal. This is also going to flow into what roadblocks they hit and how they learn to overcome them. They are profiling the three companies and different stages from a solopreneur to a 350-person globally distributed company and a Series C startup who just raised around $18 million to expand further into U.S. and European markets. You'll not only hear about business struggles, you'll hear about personal struggles as they deal with the pressure from family and loved ones. If you guys want to go check it out today, you can find them where you listen to all of your podcasts and just search for rocketship.fm. That's rocketship.fm. R-O-C-K-E-T-S-H-I-P dot F-M. So my fourth point when it comes to getting out of resistance and into a flow of life is to talk the talk. Ask yourself, like, what does your self-talk really sound like? This has been something that has become so apparent to me ever since I've been out West because I'm out here for three weeks. And even though I've been seeing people, I met with a photographer, I've met a lot. I've actually met a lot of really cool people on this trip, but I've also spent a pretty big chunk of time on my own. And so When you do that, when you kind of pull yourself away from your day-to-day norm or in general, you don't even have to pull yourself away, just spend a little bit of time alone with yourself and become just aware of your thoughts. Don't try and filter them. Don't try and change them. Just observe them. Observe the way that you think. Observe the way that you talk to yourself. Observe the things that you say to yourself in your mind. What does that self-talk sound like? Do you assume the best or the worst from yourself or from other people or from your situation? Because that stems so heavily into the way that we resist our lives. If we're constantly assuming the worst, if we're constantly waiting for bad things to happen, 
then we're almost already prepping our brains to be resisting of what's going to happen. We have to become so aware of our inner dialogue because it affects our lives so much. We think an astronomical amount of thoughts a day. It's crazy. And if those thoughts are constantly negative, if they're constantly, you know, low vibe, if they're constantly resisting, of course, we're not going to feel in tune with our lives. Of course, we're going to feel out of the flow or out of balance or like, Everybody else is enjoying their life and we just can't seem to get there. Like we just don't want to be who we are. or We don't want to live the life that we have. We can't change those things. So instead, we need to get back into a healthy and happy self-talk so that we can embrace and enjoy and start rooting the seeds of our lives rather than waiting for somebody else to come along and plant our garden for us, you know? So ask yourself, like, what is your inner monologue like? What are you attracting to your life with your words? Are you attracting more resistance? or are you attracting more persistence, you know? I didn't even realize the few weeks leading up to this trip how negative my inner self-dialogue had become. It was like everything I did, I was constantly breaking it down into, okay, that wasn't good enough. You could have tried harder there. Maybe you should have stayed up a few extra hours okay, you know what? You shouldn't have taken that break and gone for a walk with your friend. Like those are things that I needed to do as a human to just exist, but I was literally breaking it down to you're not good enough because you needed to be a human. Like it's kind of crazy because the more that I became aware of that inner dialogue, the more that I broke it down with my whys and being like, why do I feel this way? I realized that I was beating myself up for doing things that honestly you just need to do to be a human. And that is just not reasonable. That is not at all acceptable. Like I need to be able to take a break and go for a walk. I need to be able to get an adequate amount of sleep. I need to be able to take some time to go to the grocery store, get some good healthy foods and make myself a meal that's going to nourish my brain so I can check back into work and work even better and at a higher capacity. But instead, I was letting this inner self-talk bash myself for doing things that I needed to do in order to be healthier and happier and check back into work in a better state of mind. This is why we got to make sure we're talking the talk so that that self-talk isn't feeding the resistance that we feel in our lives so that then we can, number five, walk the walk which is pretty much just backing up the way that we talk with action. So once we've decided what we are going to believe in, what we, once we've decided the self-talk that we have that's healthy and happy, we need to back it up with a little bit of action. And a lot of the times this is where many of us falter because this is where discomfort comes in. A lot of us don't want to feel, actually, probably most of us don't like feeling uncomfortable. I know I don't. Like when I have to push myself outside of my comfort zone, it is so uncomfortable. It's so weird, but it's also the most gratifying feeling in the world if I can get myself to actually do it. Soul needed change is going to be uncomfortable. It's just a reality that I'm going to tell you now because once you accept that reality, you realize that feeling uncomfortable is okay. There's a big difference between feeling uncomfortable and feeling resistance. When you're resisting what's going on around you, you're saying no. When you're uncomfortable, you're saying yes, this is weird, but yes. So if you can get comfortable with feeling vulnerable, if you can get comfortable with feeling exposed to things you're not maybe used to, then that is where the power of transformation in your life is going to lie. 
if you want to stop resisting your life and you want to start enjoying your life and really kind of taking charge and ownership of your life, then you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and knowing that there is a huge difference between being uncomfortable and being unhappy and that in that state of discomfort, you're going to find a bigger state of comfort that's going to come your way so soon and bring you to a higher state of life, a higher state of mind, and a higher state of bliss that you wouldn't have been in had you not walked the walk and talked the talk. Leading me into last but not least, and it's something that we talked about earlier in this episode, but trust. This is, if you walk away from this episode, the only thing that I really want you guys to like sit with and just like take it with you, you know? As I said, when I did the test at the end of Sacred Powers, I found out that my sacred power is trust. It's the number one thing that I need to bring it back to anytime I feel out of alignment, anytime I feel like my life is just in shambles or I'm constantly looking up at the sky being like, what the hell is going on, universe? Why are you doing this to me? That is what I bring it back to, trust. I have to trust myself. I have to trust the timing of my life and I have to trust the universe. That might not be the same sacred power for everyone. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's, you know, calm, peace, compassion. It might be different for you. And in that case, I highly, highly recommend you read Sacred Powers and find out what your sacred power is. But for me and for particularly this topic, I think that resistance comes when we're not trusting of our lives and not trusting of what the universe is putting in front of us and trying to teach us. So when we get back into trusting, we get back into flowing. And it starts with ourselves. If you can trust yourself in any situation and know that no matter what, you're going to walk away on the other side, either having handled it or either having learned from it, then instantly you're not resisting yourself. And if you can trust your life and the timing of your life, then you can know that anything that pops up in your life, you don't need to resist. You just need to deal with it and get on to the other side of it to see why it needed to happen. And sometimes this can be something as simple as just some bad luck in your day to a really hard maybe breakup or family situation going on in your life that takes a couple years for you to get on the other side of. But no matter what, when you trust what's happening in your life and you trust that it's happening to kind of do a greater good for you, no matter how bad it feels, then again, you stop resisting your life and you open yourself up to learning from whatever is happening rather than feeling kind of weighed down by whatever is happening. When you can learn to trust the universe, then you can learn to trust that there's something bigger going on outside of yourself that is causing things to happen for you rather than to you. And in that case, you learn to trust that no matter what, there doesn't need to be resistance because There is something bigger, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in, you know, Buddha, whether you believe in karma, whether you believe in just the universe or good energy or whatever it is that wants good things for you, that's trying to align a happier life for you. So when you trust in that, it makes it so that when things do go wrong, you don't resist. You trust that there's a reason at play that's going to create something beyond your wildest dreams. You just need to get through it. And last but not least, like I said, when you trust yourself. I know I started with this one, but again, I need to end with it because this is the number one thing that I think causes resistance in our lives. When we're out of alignment with ourselves, when we're not trusting ourselves, and when we don't believe in ourselves, we're always going to feel resistance. So always bring it back to trusting yourself and trusting that you got this. No matter what you're going through, you got this. You're going to make it through. You've made it through your worst days before. This is just going to be another one you make it through and you learn from. And when you get into that mindset, all the resistance in your life will totally melt away. And therefore, those are the six things that I feel like breaks down how to stop resisting our lives and start flowing with our lives again. 
This is something that has been such a huge like revelation in this West Coast trip. Like anything that I've basically stumbled upon from Bentley's bug bites to not having blankets the first night we were camping and it was like super cold or having to, you know, find out where to build a fire, how to pitch tent, how to do all these things that were popping up. I could have easily resisted, but instead I decided to take it all as a learning experience and to trust that I planned this trip for a reason, somewhat still unbeknown to myself that I'm learning as the trip progresses, but I'm finding out that there is no need to resist no matter where I am, whether I am on a West Coast trip, whether I am back at home in Toronto, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what age I'm at, no matter what's happening, no matter what's happening to those around me, no matter what's happening to those within me, you know, myself, like my inner dialogue, the talking, the talk, everything is happening for a reason. And so there is no need to resist. There only needs to be a sense of calm, collected energy that thinks, okay, what can I do with this? And that has been such a huge, huge mindset shift that I've had in the last, I would say, week and a half that is really ultimately changing my life. Honestly, I feel so much more in tune with everything going on and so much more excited for everything that's happening and just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen every day I wake up right now. It's, it's one of the most calm and content feelings that I've had in a very long time. And we can all feel that way if we stop resisting and we just allow our lives to unfold with ourselves presently showing up every single moment of the way. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk episode and you're excited for the many, many more. I can't believe this is the 15th one. What the heck? Where is time going? Oh my God. If you guys have any requests for particular Coffee Talk podcast episodes, then definitely comment and be sure to rate and subscribe if you guys haven't already because it's super duper helpful with, you know, circulating my podcast around so we get more ears listening and you know that we always want to grow the Crows crew. So definitely be sure to do that if you guys get a little pocket of time today. And aside from that, I love you guys to the stars and back. I hope you are all happy, healthy, and drinking a very warm beverage if it is still warm by the end of this. And I will talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.